This essay was written on January 2nd, 2017. It is the third of 20 essays from the series Diagnosed Mortal. Pet Sounds Ursula, deciding death sitting on the futon was no threat to her, jumps up next to the specter and extending one claw from her right paw, she reaches into the dark cloak. I hear the familiar sound of her nervous habit. Unlike other felines who I've seen and shared company with, who do a full frontal double clawed onslaught of shredding furniture, Ursula finds comfort in the dainty singular pluck of a thread of cloth. I've grown used to this sound and our dance around this activity is always the same. I inquire, Ursula, is that you? There's a silence. Stop it now. You know not to do that. Ursula! I emphatically bellow as one foot hits the floor. Depending on how close I am, this usually prompts a curt voicing of her disdain for me as she hops up onto a favorite perch. A few forced flicks of her tail in my direction are added to emphasize her first objection to my discipline. Our beloved fur babies are completely domesticated. They now have anxious ticks like humans do. Even Gray the Stray, who lived so long as a feral cat, has turned the corner. He would have a hard time, I think, reverting back to his years living in the car in the alley. He's come to the point, I've noticed, where he actually assesses the weather at the door to calculate the probability of getting stuck out in the cold should I take off. If he is within earshot and he hears my keys, he comes running to be let in whenever the weather is inclement. He rarely love bites me anymore on the ankle as I've asked him to stop that. Sometimes he forgets. Death turns its hooded head towards Ursula and slowly follows with its gaze as she loses interest in the cloak and hops up upon the back of the couch to look out the window. They both sit quiet and watch the day unfold outside. There's no price that can be paid and no calculation that can be made for the comfort I receive in sharing my life with my pets. Because of them, I never have to come home to an empty house. Because of them, I never have to suffer directly the curse of being not ever thought of. A million and one of my personal flaws and shortcomings are buffeted by the existence of these animal beings. We have agreed to love each other the best we can. What will happen to my two cats, Ursula and Gray, should I die? These animals studiously study my behaviors. They are always calculating and coordinating their need for food and comfort around my schedule. And it is a big job. When it is almost time for me to go to work, there is nagging to do early 
so I do not forget to fill the water and food bowl before I leave. There is having to remind me of my afternoon nap and lap presentation and that I haven't cleaned the litter box. There is the work of training me to get up and letting me open the door for them to let them out and then, two minutes later, getting me to respond to their scratching and picking at the screen door to service re-entry. It is exhausting work for them. They must sleep a lot to keep up. Their entire lives are built around my abilities to meet their needs. What happens if one day I do not show up? My advanced directive does not include dispensation of my pets. I don't suppose something Egyptian like having them killed and cremated before their time to be sprinkled on my dead body like a seasoning would be appropriate or even perhaps wanted by these little creatures. And who would do it? I imagine my son standing over Ursula like Abraham over his son with a raised bowie knife on a rock on a high mountain. No. I guarantee you God would not intervene in this case and there would be clawing, scratching, knife-dropping, and screaming. I can't see Ursula simply complying as easily as Isaac apparently did. Well then, here is another consideration for my family and friends should I not make it off the surgical cutting board on the 20th. Please find loving retirement homes for these furry veterans of my domestic terrorism who attempted to comfort me in my lonely middle age. They worked hard for me and I love them. Anyone interested in fostering and relieving my family from this plucking nightmare of a pussycat and her wayfaring brother of the love bite, please contact my son or my neighbor as they are going to be the ones trying to figure out what to do. Likewise, I might ask, dear listener, that when seeking out what to do for a family of a friend who has died, should you want to ease their burden, consider lending a helping hand to the family in fostering or finding a home for the surviving pet. It would be a huge relief, as you might well imagine, to the abandoned animal and to the family. And speaking for myself, there would be blessings from beyond if love truly does cross all dimensions. Thank you for listening. This audio file can be found with a corresponding blog post at allthedifferentways.com.